Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Good morning. Welcome to Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Uh, thanks for keeping it locked here to WBEN. Maybe longer than you typically would. Election night last night. The coverage here, uh, of course, full recap of all the races can be found over at WBEN.com. A very interesting election night. Uh, Joe, you were out there. You were part of the coverage. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of interesting things you can look at. We talked a lot about that earlier this morning, Joe, with Carl Calabrese of you know, you pick around at some of these races. There's a lot of things that, you know, came up that might, you know, uh, tickle your fancy, so to speak. Well, I mean, it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. As Carl said, I mean, the sheriff's race, I thought that would be one of the first ones called because of what Carl said. You had three conservative candidates on the ballot uh, in Kambiti, and you had a larger uh, off-year turnout in the city with two Democrats running, uh, but that one seems to have been very close. Um, that one's, again, yet to be called. It's the closest one of the night when you're looking at the county elections, and uh, seeing that write-in vote has uh, defeated India Walton. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out over the next month. Yeah, interested to learn a little bit more about this write-in guy um, who you see <laughs> leading the polls everywhere. No, I think watching that vote come in and watching the count is... Uh, you can kind of assume one thing, 10,000 is a large margin, uh, and that's without the absentees. We know the early vote was uh, two to one in favor of Brown uh, absentee. We'll see what happened. But I think watching that is going to be interesting just to see some of the names that people wrote down. I mean, you'll have, yeah. you know, you'll be watching them thumb through. All right, this is a Brown, this is a Brown, this is a Brown, this is The Rock. one of those uh you know slipping through every now and then. you think josh allen got a vote in the city of buffalo i think he got more than the few i think he should appear on the final tally uh when it's all said and done but that's uh pretty interesting lots of races uh to talk about over the next few days but you know joe what i want to focus on today election day is come and gone the results are what they are and uh, of course we'll bring you all the updates throughout the morning on wbem but you know what do you know as Election Day is going on, the polls are heating up. Five o'clock 
in the evening on election day. And what happens? The state chooses that time <laughs> to finally release the long-anticipated study on a new Bills stadium. Uh, timing, you know, a little strange, to be sure. 5 p.m. on election day. I mean, that's a new sort of news dump that uh, I haven't really seen before. But uh, it, it was nice to finally have this report that's been talked about for such a long time and to kind of look at some of the nitty-gritties. And if you want to read the report, you can do so for yourself. The All 91 pages. 91 uh, pages. Available at WBEN.com. And, you know, it might seem daunting, but it actually, I mean, it's a pretty easy thing to read. Uh, most of what you would kind of want out of the report is within the first, uh, you know, 20 or so pages of the summary, and then you have all the details behind it. And it is interesting to kind of get a look at this at a more in-depth area. It leaves uh, a few things. So what does the report say? Well, uh, for one, we'll start off with it doesn't say whether downtown or Orchard Park, uh, whether one of those is the right idea. Right. What it does recommend is that a new stadium is far preferable over renovation of the current stadium. And the reasons why are the things that should kind of be obvious to most people. It's what the Bills have been saying publicly for quite some time. You can put a price on a complete reconstruction of Highmark Stadium. And they kind of do, like $800 million or something like that. But you can only kind of guess that. You can put a price with reasonable certainty on building something new. Yep. It's, I mean, think about it on your home. You have two things. You have an empty lot, and you know what it would cost to build a home on that empty lot. And then you have, like, my house. It's 100 plus. It's 120 years old. And you want to completely transform that. But you don't know what you're getting into. Is there lead paint behind, you know, the three layers of paint? Is, right. How is the foundation yeah. looking? You know, will it uh, hold this amount of weights? You know, how much can we expand it? Are we going to have to, you know, tweak some things around with uh, the electrical and the plumbing? I mean, there's so many unknowns that really come into this. Um, do we have to take the top half off and completely replace that? You probably would when it comes to the stadium. But there are a lot of all other unknowns. And then, of course, it's continued maintenance. Right. Uh, you would have that. to go into that project with a blank check. Almost, yeah. right? I mean, you can ballpark the idea, but you'll never really know for sure. So that's why the study basically says, look, building a new stadium would be the right way to go. We're not going to say whether downtown or Orchard Park is the best location. That's for the parties to figure out, the team, the state, the county, the NFL. You know, what do you want? We've already heard the NFL. They've said that it doesn't matter. That should be a local decision. Yep. We've already heard the bills on this. They say, hey, Orchard Park, that would be the best, but primarily because of the cost involved, and we're trying to keep the cost down. What we really haven't heard from is the state and the county on what they prefer. They said they kept their options open. We're waiting to see what the report brings. Yep, and the report, as Brian said, uh, doesn't distinguish one place or the other, does point out that – Building a stadium in the city would be more expensive, and all those factors that go in. Uh, but Brian, were you were you thinking this report was going to have more of a concrete statement when it came to location when it, uh, for the state? No, it's it, because it, it's you're not commissioning somebody to tell you exactly what to do. You're not commissioning somebody 
for an opinion. Right. You're commissioning somebody to go through and just lay out uh, pros and cons, uh, the costs involved, and what would need to be done to make X, Y, or Z happen. And then it's up to you to make the decision. I mean, this report is not about passing the buck on decision-making. It's about giving you the information necessary to make that decision yourself. Um, on the downtown stadium, you know, I think it's interesting. You look at everything that uh, uh, is involved with the downtown. They put a price tag on, you know, what would be the stadium itself, um, uh, the cost of a stadium in Orchard Park. They, you know, the bill said 1.4 in their study. Uh, this was right around that number. The new stadium in the city of Buffalo, this report put a lower price tag on it, but yes. it wasn't considering, and we don't know what the bills are considering in their two-plus billion dollar total, but this was kind of putting a bunch of unknowns. And think about this. I'm going to read from some of the report. The different infrastructure considerations for a downtown stadium that the report just brings up as something that would have to be looked at. You have improvements to Oak and Elm Streets to alleviate some congestion, including adding turning lanes to Oak Street, adding a dedicated lane on the ramp from the 190 South onto Seneca Street, restriping Michigan Street with a two-way turn lane, improvements to the 190 at the Louisiana and Hamburg intersections. You have construction of a big parking structure as well as new additional surface parking spaces for 3,000 or so extra spots, mm. expansion of water service to the proposed site. They call it the South Park site. Improvements to uh, NYTEX Control Center, installing fiber along South Park to Abbott Road. Um, it's a lot of stuff. It's a it, lot. It goes on and list. on and on. But it, it gives you, and that's just you know part of this uh, you know two-page list inside this report of all the different things that would have to be done for downtown. I mean, a lot of that stuff they should already be doing downtown. I, well, you can make the <laughs> – I mean, that's one of the arguments for a downtown stadium is, hey, it would force the issue right. of some of these infrastructure improvements. That's part of the idea. However, you have to think about when it comes to infrastructure improvements, the extra cost, that's a state cost. That's a yep. taxpayer cost. That is not something that I would sit here and say, okay – so we're talking about um, reversible lanes for portions of South Park Avenue, improvements to the Smith Street interchange with the 190. That's not something I'm looking at and saying, yeah, the Pagulas will pick that up. Right? No, That's, of course uh, not. That is something that would be completely part of that public cost. Uh, they say that uh, the incremental cost for those improvements, about $336 million dollars. Uh, more compared to a new stadium in Orchard Park. Where you plus, already have. It, plus you have the land acquisition cost, right, where they talk about a lot of this is the Buffalo Municipal Housing Authority, but a lot of it is through private ownership, who owns a lot of this land that a stadium would have to be uh, built on. The total cost associated with the new stadium estimated to be $1.7 billion dollars. And that's not including some of the other things that are on this report. So it's what we knew. Higher price tag for downtown than it would be for Orchard Park. Mostly because, not because of the stadium itself, not because of the structure, but because of everything that would have to be done around it. Right. You, you pretty much have a site ready to build a stadium in Orchard Park versus 
you know, versus um, a site that would need a lot of work. And that's not just the site to build the stadium on. That is also, as Brian mentioned, all the other things. And as we heard a few weeks ago, the city council um, would be planning to use some of that infrastructure money that, remember, the bill hasn't been passed yet in Washington. Uh, They would be building off of that, the money that the city of Buffalo got from that. And Brian, another thing that the the cost that you just mentioned doesn't include, that is a roof on either of these uh, projects. Uh, that would also add about $109 million if you added a roof, which um, the bills didn't sound like they were um, talking about in their proposal. And like I said, here, the numbers you hear are not adding that $109 million, but $109 million doesn't seem like much for a roof when you're spending $1.7 billion. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, to each their own. Um, when you start talking about the dollars and cents, right? Um, I, I think we're kind of past the point of what the the stadium would look. I think we're kind of uh, the bills, at least, are, are so focused in on that idea. And you know, I like the conversation. I'll go back to the conversation we had on this show with Ron Rakuya from Pagula Sports and Entertainment. And we talked about this, you know, when people argue for a roof, you know, they're talking about, well, you know, we want a facility that can be used for more than just football games. You know, a roof would allow that. We want the Final Four. You know, we want the Super Bowl. And, you know, in talking with Ron Rakuya, it's it's something that I like to remind people when they bring up this point that that is just not going to happen no. in Buffalo. You're not going to get a Buffalo Super Bowl. It doesn't matter if you build an entire new stadium. You could put SoFi Stadium in Buffalo. Right. We're it's, not getting the Super Bowl. It's just not going to have the Final Four, too. I mean, sure, maybe there's a couple other events. We talked about the Rolling Stones, right? Yes. They yep. were back on tour. They didn't have a Buffalo date. And I said, maybe that's because you're going on tour in the fall um, and early winter, and you're not going to be doing an outside show, especially when you're 100 years old. Um, So, you know, maybe there are some things like that in terms of concerts, but I think what you have to be aware of when you're making that argument of, hey, we need a roof because that opens us up for so much more. What, there's not much more, right? There's not a ton of stadium concert tours going around. And the ones that are going around, we're getting here already. They usually do happen in the summer. There's not a ton of events that need something the size of a football stadium to happen. Right. There, it just doesn't really happen, period. No. So, you know, say, oh, we can use it for so many other events. What are the other events? This is going to be primarily, number one, a stadium for the Buffalo Bills. Right. And to think of it as anything else other than that, I think it's wishful thinking. It's not realistic. Yeah, you're turning that into a little bit more of a pipe dream. Right. And I think when you have that expectation that, okay, this is a Buffalo Bills stadium, it becomes easier and easier to digest of, well, it's going to be without a roof because that's an extra expense where cost benefit of, you know what, I, I count myself among the fans when the Bills said that, hey, we surveyed our fans and said... They don't really have a problem being cold. They have a problem being wet. I, you put a roof over me, even if it's cold out, I'd be fine. I just, I want to be covered from the rain. <laughs> right. right. I want to be covered from a ton of snow. Yes. Uh, from being wet 
inside the stadium. That's what's really important to me at the end of the day. It would be nice to be able to wear a T-shirt inside, sure, but that's what's really important when all is said and done. So count me among that, and I think that just has to be kept into perspective. When you're talking about the Bills Stadium, you're talking about a stadium for the Bills. And these other big events that need a football stadium, you can count them on one hand. They're not going to make a difference, and in large part, they're not rushing to Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, the the NCAAs, we are lucky to get rounds two and three at the arena. Uh, It's never going to be more than that. The Super Bowl is not going to come to Buffalo. I was glad to hear, you know, people start being a little realistic about that. So you've got to see what kind of events are you. It's the same argument with the convention center. What kind of other events that aren't in Buffalo now are you going to bring in? I would argue, as Brian said, the, the, the stadium tours, they usually happen when it's warm outside in the north. So those tours will still come to Buffalo. We're, we're starting to get them now. Um, so I, I don't think you're going to bring in all, all of a sudden everything's going to want to flock to Buffalo because we have this revamped convention center and a dome stadium. I, I just don't think that's realistic thinking when looking at um, Buffalo, New York, compared to other NFL markets, compared to other big cities. Uh, someone on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930, if you want to weigh in there or by giving us a call. Uh, someone saying you're being short-sighted, narrow-minded, you have no idea what the future brings. That's, that's idea. true. I'm not a futurist, um, so you can't tell uh, what the future will bring. Hey, I would love the idea of being able to use it for a soccer stadium, too, which yeah. you can't do with the current facility. The right. field uh, opening isn't big enough. But I would love that idea. And you can do that roof or no roof, though. One. Yep. And two, if we're looking ahead to what the future brings, look just a few weeks ago at what the decision was on a refaced convention center. The future, at least right now, in the next decade or so, is not necessarily large in-person events. After the last year, when you're talking about conventions or things like that, we're moving further and further away from that. Uh, it's more so virtual. There's less of a need for these humongous spaces than maybe there once was. So, yeah, I, I, I'm kind of in the camp. I I was leaning, I'd like a roof. But now right. I'm, you know, the more I look at this report, some of the other things, and the arguments that people make for a roof and try and deconstruct that, I'm kind of fine with that one. It's good to have you back. At the, <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm back on your side. Um, the other thing that this uh, does that I think is really important, it looks at the NFL's fiscal impact on a region. And I thought this was very interesting to look at and read because this is one of the things that you'll hear time and time again from people who argue against any public funding for a stadium, right? It's a black hole of money. It's always a waste of money. Well, they looked at this. They looked at the quantifiable fiscal revenues to the city, county, and state, and they put it at about $26.5 million per year. Uh, And that is mostly income taxes paid to the state of New York. That's about $20 million of that is taxes on player salaries and things like that. So that's just the, the quantifiable. Now, I wanted to do something, and this is Neanderthal math that I did here, (laughs) but it is, you know, the very least that I could do. So, okay, $27 million doesn't pay for a billion dollars, but $27 million over 30 years, maybe the lifespan of a stadium, hopefully it would be more than that, but let's say 30 years, is 
about $800 million. And that's keeping it at 27 or so million dollars. Right. And you know that number is going to go up, right? I mean, payroll goes up, player salaries go up, the taxes go up on those salaries, and things change like that. So in that way, you do at least over time kind of come to a point where you're, you're breaking even a little bit. And the point was made and we have to take a break, and we'll continue this after, 803-0930. The point was made in this report that a lot of these studies, when it talks about the economic impact, you're talking, at, uh, you're talking about building a stadium. What difference is building the new stadium going to make for a region? And that's the wrong way of looking at it. You're not talking about necessarily bringing a team to an area, and you're not really talking about just simply moving a team from one stadium to a stadium next door. What really factors into this is the idea of, listen, uh, and it says here, I'll read right from the report. The more relevant question revolves around the potential loss of fiscal impacts if the team were unable to secure a new stadium and decided to relocate to another market. Mm -hmm. So really that is the point in question. It's not that you are going to get new revenues, and the report states that. This is the revenue right now that the bills bring into the state and the county and the city of Buffalo. It's not going to drastically change because they're in a new stadium, even though the bills' revenues are likely to go up. What it will do is prevent you from losing any of that revenue on a yearly basis if the team decides to move. Um, Your thoughts coming up on this 803 0930. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. It is B Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. As and Beamer talking about the uh, stadium or the state's stadium report. Before we get back to that, just a quick note, note as yesterday was election day, and I'm excited to hear what David has to say about this, but there were some big elections outside of Erie County as well, and I think David will uh, be going over those in the 10 o'clock hour. So for an off-year election, a lot of exciting stuff going on, and uh, we have all that for you at WBEN.com. Yeah, uh, full election results there, as uh, always, your election HQ. This was dropped on 5 p.m. at Election Day. <laughs> strange timing, but that's what time uh, the state decided to uh, let go of this long-awaited study on a stadium. Um, let's hear, we spoke with Mark Polencars. He spoke with WBEN about this study uh, and did have something to say uh, generally about the timeline of events. All right, now that we have this study that we've been waiting on, what's next? Our goal is to get a deal done by the end of the year. When I say a deal done, I mean the, the major terms. We won't have every agreement uh, set at that point, but we want to have a, a location down as well as uh, the cost sharing issues associated with like who's responsible for cost overruns and things like that. So now that we have this roadmap, it allows us to move forward. And uh, as I said, our goal is to get a deal done by the end of the year, which means we're going to have a lot of meetings between now and December 31st. He also talked about uh, the timeline of building a new stadium. I feel confident that the, the facility would be safe through 2026. Uh, the report uh, notes, the, the, the DiDonato report that did the stadium review study noted that there would be substantial work that would have to be done for long-term purposes. Uh, we're never going to put people in a stadium that's unsafe. Uh, our goal is to get a deal done as quickly as possible so we can move in that direction. So by 2026, we actually are playing in a new stadium, not just the old facility. So why is this urgent? You know, if the lease doesn't expire for 21 months, why are we talking about two months to at least have the agreement or a framework of a stadium deal? Well, it's urgent on, you know, a couple of fronts. One being what you heard the county executive talk about there and something the bills are trying to point out, and that is the state of the current stadium. In order to stay viable for a certain period of time, it's going to need significant upgrades that you don't want to put more money into a stadium that you're not going to use. Right. They uh, talked a lot about the upper deck, the structural integrity, and how much uh, longer that can have without significant work being done instead of some you know minor repairs that cost a little bit less. The county executive saying there that he feels fine in the stadium that it could last until 2026 because keep in mind it would take time to build a new stadium right. and 2026 would be you know if they got things started if there was an agreement reached by the end of the year that's a realistic time frame of when you'd be looking to move into a new stadium meaning what's there currently has to last that long it also plays into the downtown versus orchard park discussion because orchard park Generally speaking, that's a project you can begin relatively quickly. Mm -hmm. Downtown, because of all the infrastructure that we talked about in the first segment, the land acquisition that could take time, and then, of course, you know what happens downtown. We want to tear down Volker's Lanes. Oh, it's a landmark. <laughs> oh, we want to put up a new Peace Bridge. Wait, the birds. You know, there's right. always a fight of some sort like that, and uh, this 
report from the state kind of points that out that only adds to the timeline. So then what is the ad? That's another factor in the cost of a downtown stadium is how much money does it cost you to continue playing past 2026 in the current facility and keeping that safe for anybody? You know, these are things why I would point to Orchard Park being a fine option. I don't need something downtown. It would be cool. I think it would be nice. I, I don't think it's needed or necessary. The biggest impact, I think, is, Joe, something you talked about, and that is kind of forcing the hand at some of these upgrades on streets and uh, on-ramps and off-ramps and things like that. And sewage infrastructure, which is also yeah. in the report that definitely needs some work downtown stadium or not. Brian, uh, as you said, it's not necessary. It would be nice with everything going on downtown. A new stadium downtown would be nice. But you look at this report, you look at the timeline, you hear what the county executive said about wanting to be in a new stadium by 2026. If you wanted a downtown stadium, those discussions should have started a year or two earlier. Here's what the county executive told us about Orchard Park versus downtown. It does quantify the cost associated with the new stadium as being the same for the stadium build itself, whether it's in Buffalo or in Orchard Park. Of course, when you talk about uh, Buffalo, then there's an additional 350 million or so of, of infrastructure costs that would be necessary. Uh, it does show that the cost associated with renovation is so high that I think we're all taking renovation off the table. The discussion now is going to be uh, not are we building a new stadium, but will in, in all likelihood a new stadium be built in Orchard Park or Buffalo. 803-0930 is how you reach us. Somebody texting in. <laughs> Somehow Mayor Griffin got a baseball stadium built with no trouble. I realized it was back in the day, but funny things happen when they want to have it. I, then they point out the Labatt Blue six-pack downtown. <laughs> They didn't say a word. They just did it. That is pretty interesting. Now, this is a different type of project because they own that land. They own that green uh, silo. It's like painting your house in, if you're in a historic zone, right? If you just do it, kind of too late, right, right, for you to say that I can't. That's kind of what they did there. This is a little bit different because they don't currently own that land and all of that kind of has to be done. Good point about the baseball stadium, though. That was built with the intention of bringing a major league uh, team to downtown Buffalo. Obviously, that still hasn't happened. Uh, but this stadium is to retain a pro team. Uh, but again, does not have to be downtown. And right now, it just seems the most logical re uh, answer would be Orchard Park, as much as I would like to see some of those issues we've mentioned forced downtown, Brian. It's the, I don't know if I would say logical, it's definitely the easier answer. Yeah. It's the easier one for sure. Uh, Jim, you're on WBEN. Uh, what's on your mind with this? Have you seen the report? Does it change your thinking at all? Hey, thanks for having a good show. Uh, finally bringing something to uh, realism, I guess you could say. You know, the construction portion of building that thing, I, from the business I've been in many years, I'm retired now, uh, I think it's fantasy land. Digging in the old city, you got problems. You talk to the people that actually work in the city, that do the construction in the city, that would have to do that stuff, and ask them if they could do it and what the timeline would be and what the cost would be, I think they would be flabbergasted. Hey, Jim, I appreciate the call, and you do raise a good point. You know, you triggered in my mind. Think of the Hofbrau House, which is open right now, yeah. but it's not where it was originally going to be, right? That building was originally planned for right in between Harbor Center and the Courtyard Marriott. 
Uh, so right in that little plot of land there, yeah, in, where I think there's some fountains there right now, but it, it was going to be built on that land. It got so tied up and pushed back, and eventually it was just not even feasible to be built on there because of a ton of wires and plumbing and everything else that was under that. That apparently, you know, in the whole uh, build-up to saying, hey, we're going to build this here, nobody really thought of. Yeah. no. One's... So now, and that's just, think of how small that plot of land is. I right. mean, you could walk from one end to the other in less than a minute. Now think of a football stadium and the surrounding complex that you'd need to build. You do kind of open yourself up for a can of worms, so to speak. Uh, maybe the can of worms is what the wiring looks like down beneath the, the ground there. It, it's very similar, Brian, to, hey, if we want to do a major renovation of Highmark Stadium, you keep on running into problems, running into problems. When you're talking about land that you know was developed 50, 60 years ago, you don't know the stuff that you might run into. You don't know the things underground you might run into. And again, that cost just keeps going up and that timeline keeps getting pushed back. And I think if there's any agreement between the team and the state, it's you don't want to push that timeline back. You want to get this new stadium going and you want people in the stadium in five years. Um, the, one of the things, and we were talking about this before the break, that I like that the study looked at was the question of financial impact and so often people like to say oh studies show you know <laughs> studies show and what study well, just the studies you know they show it's stupid to build a stadium that's everyone agrees it has no impact i the question is not building the stadium right and, and i think the findings of this study frames it in the right context this is from the study again. That's what I said uh, before the break, reading from the study. The more relevant question revolves around the potential loss of fiscal impacts if the team were unable to secure a new stadium and decided to relocate to another market. They put the measurable financial impact, which is based on hotels, rent the team plays, a rental car, you know, I mean, just kind of strange. But all, the majority of that is income taxed by the state as about $26.5 million annually that the bills contribute to the state of New York. So you're talking about that lost revenue if the team were to move. And, right. you know, no threats have been made of the team moving at all. But you have to put two and two together, right? If we're saying that we're not going to negotiate a new lease – we need a new place to play. I mean, right, the team needs to play in a stadium. The current home is not going to be viable past X, so there needs to be a solution. I, I mean, what are we saying by saying that, right? Yeah, if if there isn't a solution, then what's going to happen? Right. If they don't renew the lease, they need to find another place. Most likely that place will not be in western New York. <laughs> You know, they're not going to go play at a high school until you come up with a uh, with a new plan. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that is kind of the way to look at this question. It, it's not, oh, build a new stadium. We're going to bring in this um, this much more in revenue to the it's what do you potentially lose? And then it also looks at non quantifiable factors that directly affect local residents and businesses. And this is what I think so often are ignored by those studies that are cited by people who don't like the idea of public funding. And by the way, I'm one of those, I don't like the idea of public funding for a new stadium, right. but I'm also, I'm not going to sit here and I think it's disingenuous 
to sit here and tell you that it's a bad, uh, a terrible investment, like throwing money into a pit, because it's not because of these non-quantifiable factors that the study looks at. Enhancing community pride, self-image, happiness, right? That's something we talked about here. You can't really put a price on happiness, right? It's very tough to do. It might seem very trivial to a lot of people, but in my mind, the government does very little to make sure you're happy. I mean, yeah, they're they essential put- services make me happy, getting the garbage picked up. <laughs> and aside from that, everything else in the budget, paying communications directors six figures, right. does not make me happy. This kind of would. Uh, but there, there's also things that, uh, you know, assisting business attraction to the community, acting as a tourist destination. And then uh, I like this point, and I'll make this, and I feel like I get laughed at when I make this point. Labeling the Buffalo market select status as NFL caliber, contributing to positive perceptions yes. that influence private sector investment in the region. That and is true. To that point, well, it's not, you can't say for sure that it's true. You can't, it's non quantifiable. That's why it's listed as non quantifiable. You can't say for sure that, you know, subconsciously somebody somewhere thought more of Buffalo because they have an NFL team. But it does make sense, and I will always use Rochester as an example, and I still feel this way. Rochester as a city is directly comparable with Buffalo. I mean, population is the same climate, same state, I, I mean, separated by only an hour. I mean, they're so comparable. But why do I think of Rochester as like a baby sister city right. to Buffalo? It's because of the Bills and Sabres, and Rochester has the minor league team. So I subconsciously or consciously think of Rochester as being a smaller, less-than city than Buffalo, mostly because of that. And I know a lot of people want to laugh at that idea, but I don't think it's all that uncommon for people to have. No, I I agree. I mean, for me, and, and I know not everyone thinks like me, maybe very few people, but I look at even bigger cities than Buffalo that don't have an NFL team that don't have two professional sport teams, right? They might be double the size of Buffalo, but I think Buffalo's got the bills, right? Every Sunday, there's a focus somewhere on Buffalo in the Buffalo Bills. It does give that perception of Buffalo being a bigger city than it is, and I do think I do think that benefits Western New York. I think we benefit from having the Buffalo Bills. I think more than just this 27 million, we financially benefit and People focus on Buffalo uh, more than they would if the Bills weren't here. I mean, Buffalo would be Rochester. No offense to Rochester. Buffalo would be Rochester if it wasn't for the Buffalo Bills. And that's all speculation, right? right. I, that's, I mean, that's, my, all, that's my opinion. That's It's non-quantifiable. But it is, uh, I, I mean, it has to exist in some form. I mean, if I was thinking it long before, other people are probably thinking the same way. If Joe was thinking it, other people are are kind of thinking of that. And I do think that it matters. And because you can't put a dollar figure on it or say how much it matters, it might matter a little, it might matter a lot, I don't know. But because you can't really quantify that, it's so often ignored by, you know, these studies. When people point to Berkeley and, you know, their stadium study and, you know, what does a stadium do for a region? Because you can't put a number on this. Right. Because you can't quantify uh, the mood of an area, uh, community pride, or a city's image to outsiders. 
it's hard to put in a study like that. And I'm glad that it was part of this study and stated the way that I think you kind of have to state it. Like, listen, we can't put a dollar figure on this. It might even be a non-factor. But here are some of the other considerations when thinking about Buffalo and the NFL and why you'd want to continue to be an NFL city. Yeah, I don't want to lose that designation. Well, yeah, well, we're Bills fans. Of yeah. course we don't. Um, you know, it, it, the answer might be different to other people. We'll go to Sam. Sam, you're calling from a different state. Is that right? Uh, yes, I'm uh, in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Yeah, well, oh, pretty nice. Yeah, we're uh, flurries here, but I'm sure it's nicer by you. Uh, what's on your mind? Did this report change your thinking of a stadium at all? Uh, no. Uh I, uh, I've always felt that it's probably practical from a business standpoint to just keep it where it is. It's shovel-ready. The infrastructure's there. It's just 20, 25 minutes from downtown. Yep. From a business perspective, it makes sense. Uh, my comment is, uh, why not, and I hope they do this, and I think they will, totally think outside the proverbial box uh, and build a world-class Pagula Sports and Entertainment Center, which would include uh, uh, an electronic uh, dome uh, so that they could close it for off-season events during the weather months. A couple of, I mean, world-class restaurants, uh, either inside or directly outside uh, a buffalo bills maybe museum inside that could be uh, attract people year-round uh, and i could go on and on about the other added value type business infrastructure type of uh, entities that could generate additional revenue and almost be i think someone mentioned it earlier uh, a tourist destination type location for those that are actually coming into the Buffalo area. Well, I, I think as long as the bills are good, the, even when the bills aren't good, people travel to Buffalo to see the bills. I mean, a lot of people have left Buffalo over the last few decades, and, and they come back, they make weekends out of coming and seeing the bills. Um, to the point of the retractable roof, I don't think the state or the Pagulas, uh, I think they want to keep this as low cost as possible. Uh, so there will either be a roof, or no roof. I don't think there'll be the retractable roof. And to your point of restaurants around, that sounds good. And, and I do, you know, you obviously have some of the popular restaurants on the outskirts of the stadium. But I think most people in Buffalo, when the new stadium is built, are going to want the lots surrounding it so they can park their cars at 6 a.m. and tailgate for the bills. I, I think it's going to look very similar around the stadium as it looks now. You know, it's a nice idea. I don't think there's anything wrong with including, you see it in Green Bay, uh, some of the things they've done in development around their stadium. I, there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting these things. So added restaurants, uh, even inside the stadium, you know, it's a place to go to hang out for maybe a little bit longer than just the, you know, five hours during a game. A place to wait out the traffic. But the idea that, you know, you're going to attract, but you can put the nicest steakhouse in the world outside of the stadium. I'm, the idea that it's going to attract people or something from outside the region without an event to do. You need the event, right, to attract people. Right. And 
is the event there? I, I think you could build the nice Minnesota is the nicest stadium in the world. Very I mean, nice. so many people say it's so great. Uh, what's in Minnesota? And I'm sure they have, you know, a decent amount of events, but I, you know, what I, I saw they had like an RV show there once. I, you know, it's nice, but I, I don't think the other events exist on the scale that people like to give it credit for. Right. Right. When they're talking about a dome, oh, it could be used for so much more than for, well, what else more? What else realistically more is there that needs something the size of a football stadium and a roof? To throw on their event. There really isn't that much there to, you know, get you to say, hey, it's totally worth it. The only thing that would get me to say, hey, it's totally worth it is you'll be warm when you watch the game. Like, that's a better argument to me than, you know, oh, we can attract this and this, uh, you know, uh, X concert in a stadium that happens in the winter, which is so rare. Kanye West will do his next uh you know, album listening party. Not, in Buffalo. Yeah, in Buffalo <laughs> instead of Atlanta. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Um, I don't think the events are there to the level that people like to say. By the way, I'd love the events to be here, but I think you have to be realistic and look at where these events are now and actually bringing them to and Buffalo. It's, it's just the events don't exist. That too. That's the thing. It's not just but like Buffalo about- is a market. It's not just talking about the Super Bowl and, and you know, the Final Four and whatever else you would – think to put in a stadium the size of a football stadium those events are you can probably count them on one hand yeah so there's not enough of them for you to go out and say well we could attract so much more if we have a roof on it not really if they're not there you can maybe invent something and then we'll think of a winter baseball league you know (laughs) something like that i don't know but uh other than that i don't think it's really there the entire report by the way if you haven't read it yet if you were so consumed by our election coverage throughout the day yesterday, is all at WBEN.com. All right, speaking of election coverage, I know David's got some thoughts on that. He's next. We'll see you tomorrow here on WBEN. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.